Yeah, now it should work. Okay, yeah, yeah thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> Romain Perrault, aka Vomir, uh, with us today. Uh, thank you very much for joining. And uh, I think you're one of the most uh, yeah, prolific figures in harsh noise, small music, and maybe even uh, avant-garde music, who knows. And uh, I wanted to ask you uh, first, um, yeah, I mean, maybe you can explain to us where you're from and what your first uh, encounters with uh, music were uh, when you were young or later. Well, thank you so much for having me in the show. Um, I'm living currently in Paris, in France. I was uh, born in, uh, in Paris 47 years ago. And um, I think uh, my first relation to music was around nine or, or ten and just digging through the, the the pile of records of my parents just like anyone else i guess and uh, uh it was very uh, popular music uh, they had so it was uh, a few beatles and uh, pink floyd records and uh, a few seven inches of uh, of the uh, pop music from the uh, 80s and uh, but somehow Pink Floyd uh, stood up, and uh, I was uh, completely crazy for it. Pink Floyd from uh, nine years old uh, until about fourteen or fifteen or something like that. I'm almost listening only to to Pink Floyd, but a bit of of Prince and uh, uh, casual music, you know. And uh, and then I switched a little bit more on on uh, hardcore on Black Flag and then on Sonic Youth and then on the alternative. So of course I was 18 when it was uh, 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 the grunge music scene and everything. So but but all those music I was very fond of music, but those those kind of music didn't appeal to me as um as a music maker you know uh, i didn't find any interest of uh, of copying those sounds or it didn't give me the the envy to really make music so you didn't uh, you didn't uh, learn any instrument from your parents or anything okay. no they, they tried a bit when i was very young but it was a very uh, academic yeah. And so, absolutely not my my interest at the time, yeah. and uh, uh, and then I um, I was a, a bit more uh, listening towards the uh, a bit more of the avant garde because uh, at the time, mid nineties, we were trying we were starting to find the uh, John Zorn, um, you know, in 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 casual uh, music stores like there was in paris big music stores a big one called Vir virgin megastore you know just like in uk or whatever and it was at the time absolutely amazing for imports you know we get imports from japan and, and, and everything i didn't know at the time the underground scene in paris i didn't know any of the smallest uh uh, independent record store specialized in the in in hardcore or whatever you know it was really easy to find records about everywhere in in every you know in every little quarter of the city there was uh, record stores but so i was 
getting into more in naked city or painkiller and uh, and import from the boredoms and everything and then there was uh, imports from keiji aino the uh, japanese uh, guitarist and this record uh which was an absolutely uh rock of noise you know only keiji aino and his feedback guitars and scream and overwhelming noise just flowing you know flooding through me and then it was a kind of a cathartic experience for me and it was something that i remember very vividly because i heard this this music this noise and it and it's it completely ring the bell you know it was a click in my head i said oh and not really in my head but really in my stomach in my guts and it was like oh my god this is what i must do to be at ease with myself to be happy so the next day it, it was completely cliche i know but whatever it's life you know I, I can't lie so next day i was buying myself the cheapest guitar the cheapest amplifier the cheapest um, distortion pedal and that was it my noise life just started Nice, nice. And uh, okay, so like the KG Heino record, that was like the moment where you said, okay, now I have to do music and now I have to get myself exactly. out there. Exactly. Okay. That was my epiphany. It okay. was the exact moment that I switched and I understood that music was not really for me because it wasn't going to make me any any uh, any good to me. But noise was, was something that I would be absolutely myself in doing so yes yeah. yeah nice and um, did you uh, think about uh, gigging or having concerts also from day one or was no. it just something no, no. completely I was, per, no no personal? i was just in, i was just in my in my room and uh, okay and, and 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 doing this and just doing it for myself i was i was completely unaware of uh, of the underground um, uh, music scene, really. And it, it's a bit afterwards that I, dis that I, I discovered in Paris a specialized radio shows, specialized shops and venues that was uh, playing noise. Because before that, I was completely in, in my little um, uh, life, you know, I was, I was completely unaware of, of, of anything. But then I discovered that it, it happened every week, you know, noise. And, and then, of course, I was a big and still hard uh, record buyer. So once I discovered uh, KGI, you know, I, I, you know I, I went along. I discovered Masbo, I discovered Masana, I discovered all the Japanese scene and buying records and understood that so, okay there was just one record but it it was um, an open gate to another world you know and so i was um, uh, really 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 interesting about that because uh, it's it was not industrial music you know i was already listening to of course the industrial scene in shrubbing gristle and all the near uh, all the english you know wave and um, but but it's, it was not like this, you know, Japanese noise was some something so, um, there was no message, 
you know, it was just a full blast of noise. You didn't understand anything. And it was absolutely very, very powerful and relevant to me. But at the time, it, I, you know what, I, I didn't um, think at all about making records and uh, and doing shows. It it happened step by step. Yeah, yeah, that's and especially the thing with the Japanese noise. Um, it's I mean I I always uh, also uh, have the feeling that like in Japan it's a little bit different because I come more from a jazz background mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, if you compare like the music of the european free jazz scene to the ones in japan the japanese one just stands out with i don't know a lot more i would say radicality but in a way also a lot more noiseness and a lot more detachedness in some way and absolutely right yeah, you're, and, you're you're maybe you're, you're referring to kaoru abe yes oh, yeah yes, actually exactly that's what i had in mind yeah, kaoru yeah abe. and yes and, and, yes. and even maybe the um the, the rock bands the uh alice denude or and the, of course yes there is a kind of radicality absolutely yeah. Yeah. amazing because it, the, the the life in japan is is way more um uh, difficult than in europe you know it's a, a lot of work and the society is absolutely ruled by uh, politeness and and rules of civilization and then etc and so being in the avant-garde and and playing in small clubs with uh, 10 people at the time you know yes this is radicality in japan and 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 and, and you knew that in japan in the 70s that almost no one would 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 listen to your music you know there was no um, uh, exchange of records they were just playing in small jazz clubs in shinjuku you know drinking at 2 a.m and uh, living as something completely different from their you know uh, salaryman life and working man life you know yeah. So yeah, this radicality is really, really relevant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I guess you were then in your twenties um, roundabout when you uh, discovered or when you bought your first gear and uh, right in your roundabout twenties. Oh yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Okay, early twenties. Uh, yeah. And and how did like the. Um, gigging concerting or playing with other music musicians how did it start i mean did you tell anybody that you do noise music now or did they approach you um no you... it was it was because i i uh, i um, i was doing my military service and listening to music i re I, I was in the uh, the cinema of the army you know close to paris and I was listening to my music, noise music or avant-garde or alternative or whatever. And one guy came and said, hey, you know this radio show in Paris on a small um, radio station? They play exactly the music you like. And I say, what? My music is on the radio in Paris? What, what? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know this. And so I went directly to the show, to the radio. You know, I... I I was listening to the show one one week, and and the the other week I was said, okay, let's let's go. I I I have to meet the, those guys. 
you know, they are just like me. And I didn't know anyone like me because I was just in my little um, room, you know, I, I didn't know anyone listening to avant-garde and noise. So I discovered those guys doing the radio show, which were absolutely uh, great guys, and they're still my friends today. And so, so they welcomed me, you know, they, um, they understood that I was, uh, uh, that had a record and I knew what I was talking about. And, uh, and so they, um, they invited me at the show and be part of their team and everything. And so by the radio show, I, I was aware of the different, um, uh, music shop you know, record shops in Paris, independent ones. And then the shows that, that were happening in, uh, in small venues in Paris. And so they, by, by going to this radio show, I was aware of everything. And so, of course, I told them, hey, you know, I do noise show myself, I noise music myself. And so I'm, I, I did a first tape and then another one. And then there was a, um, uh, this radio organized a festival, so I played this this festival, and then from from them on, I just you know keep going and kept going and kept going, you know. So it's 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 a really a, a, just a little encounters, you know, with special people that that made it happen really for me. Yes. Yeah, nice. And uh, I assume that wasn't under the name Vomir. It was under. Oh no, my first Vomir was very was a, a much later. It was almost okay. ten years later, because at the time my, the first noise uh, project was uh, Rectal, and then it was under your calm hand, mm -hmm. and uh, then I, I made a, a collaboration collaboration uh, a, a group with a, a French guy called Fred Nippy. We had a, a project called Freya, and then another band with uh, Frank De Kengo from the radio show Songs of Praise and the uh, very famous Bimbo Tower shop in Paris. And so this band call, was called Ma Ayoni Mudra. And then from them on, I, I had a lot of different projects and different names and, and uh, uh, you know, aliases, you know. And, and then early um, 2000, um, I was getting fed up with my guitar noise and my guitar work. And so I started to switch sounds, looking forward more static sound, but the, the guitar was not um, uh, was not the, the good instrument, the good beam, uh, you know, to uh, to get the sound I had in my head. So I just let the guitar off and um, switched to very small um, noise generators and small, you know, very uh, basic small synthesizers for noise, and then the the, the static sound uh, started to grow. And then the Vomir name came on, and then everything started with the Arc Noise World. Yes. Okay. And did you also before started to switch to more uh, static sounds with your guitar, or how was your guitar playing? How did it change over the years, or your your noise guitar over the years? How did it change? 
until well, you started first, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, my noise guitarist was very much oriented in psychedelic sound, I think. You know, it was a kind of noise, Pink Floyd, very badly played, of course, because I don't know how to play a guitar. So it was just a rumbling sounds of psychedelic loops and flanging sounds and uh, and everything but very noisy of course and uh, at the time i was just fed up with this uh with this sound i i was i was not very uh, confident with it i was not pleased by those sounds and it was absolutely not the sound i wanted to do anymore and so I wanted to to go along with the uh, with a, a very static noise sound. So I, I tried at first to do it on the guitar, just strumming and riffing the chords very fastly. It was working a bit, but it was not exactly what I what I needed, you know. And my posture, my attitude with the instrument, I I felt that something that was not exactly right. So this is when um, I had to switch and uh, and try the different way of getting a new sound. Okay, and so um, yeah. at first it was uh, uh, I tried with a computer, very simple programs, but uh, I. I I don't really. I, I'm not very at ease with um, um, noise on on a, on a computer. This is not something that I like. Um, so I I think I ordered the, my first. Uh, uh, at the time was the, there was an American brand called Circuit Electronics that was making little noise synthesizer synthesizer box or that kind of stuff and finding noise generators and uh, and so just switching very 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 simple setups i was getting somewhere i wanted to you know the vormier sound started to be created but at the time it was just one line just a very simple and effective static sound and um, and then i i um i made my line more um complete you know just not once no just not one sound but different sound mixing together and then the afternoon world that i was um hoping in my head just happened yes okay. it was you know different it was in different steps you know it didn't happen in just one one click you know i was getting my guitar and in one click i was getting noise guitar and it was easy and it was radical and it was just you know one one step trying to get the um half noise world sound was a bit more of of work and and exactly um, um trying different setups to achieve something really special okay okay and and what kind of if if you would have to put it in words i know it's 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 uh, hard to do but what kind of uh, noise wall sound did you have in mind back then in the beginning i was i was looking for something harsh i was something for something um like a rumble 
I was something, some uh, looking for some things that would uh, uh, a bit of a crushing sound, but a crush that would last, not something dynamic. Because I was listening, of course, to a lot of harsh noise uh, from different countries, and uh, I, I, I didn't want anymore to have this kind of cut up harsh noise or dynamic harsh noise we know with switching and highs and lows um, harsh noise was very effective at the time i remember the uh, late 90s and early 2000s it was a very prolific time in noise music you know uh, because sonic use was uh, you know the, telling everyone that noise was absolutely fantastic and japanese noise was everywhere well everywhere let's understand this other. it was everywhere in the uh, uh, noise scene, you know, or or maybe a bit of an alternative musical scene, um, but it was very dynamic, and and it 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 was just not for me. Uh, I was listening to a lot of harsh noise because this is my kind of music. I feel good when I'm listening to it, but I had the feeling that I needed to hear something else, and in my head it was a crushing and rumbling but lasting sound something very static just like a drone like a lamonte young or phil niblock or whatever but with a kind of harshness trying to to, to getting back the harsh sounds that you would um, be uh, listening with in uh, age of kaidan or 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 Merdbo again or whatever or a Mont Bruy, of course, you know, or those kind of uh, really am amazing setups and sounds. But I, I wanted those sounds to last, not to completely uh, be cut up uh, just about a few seconds. Um, so that was my point, you know, getting, trying to have this uh, harshness and getting along with it. Of course, it was. It has. It has been made by Lou Reed, you know, in metal machine music. Sometimes it has been made by, of course, the the haters. GX Jupiter Larsen in America. It was amazing the sound he made. You know, just destroying a mic or that kind of sound, which was which were already pretty much static. Or or the new blockaders in in England. Um, so it was, of course, a cumulative experience of sounds and trying to get my own, my own aspect. Okay, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. And uh, I mean, if I if I think about noise or especially noise walls, then uh, sometimes this um, polarity towards silence comes up to me. Like you have. Uh, in silence you always have like this non-directional uh, feeling and you also um, have this kind of nothingness but at the same time the silence surrounds you and is like completeness have you in any way thought about this polarity between silence and noise and did it affect you in any way also um, to be completely honest, those kind of, uh, of notions of radicality and polarity with silence and noise, it came a little bit later. It came um, when uh, the sound I wanted, the Vomir sound, the harsh noise world sound I created, uh, was in place. Before that, I was, I was aware of, of, of 
of the avant-garde from the uh, composers from John Cage and Silence and and all the silence in the um, uh, European improvisation scene from uh, AMM or Derek Bailey and uh, you know some the radicality of of those improvisers. But it was not really relevant to me. You know, I was I was just thinking about noise and nothing really much about anything else. But the thing is that when I really achieved my sound, I understood the polarity that you are talking about. And 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 everything clicked in my head and another click, you know, and I was just a bang and oh okay, so now that I have the noise that I want when it stops it's almost as powerful that when the noise is on but i discovered it doing it i i i didn't had any thoughts about it before you know so my practice and uh, and and doing it it's it then i understood many things about the avant-garde and and the musical scene and of course I was very much aware afterwards about Cage, and I started to read essays about experimental music, getting very much interested in those kind of sounds and uh, and composing. And uh, uh, but at, at first, I was just you know the basic noise head, just like I just want noise and and nothing else matters, you know. Then then it was very much different, and, and yes, of course, silence is is so much powerful also because when you're um, silence is uh, yes the polarity is absolutely amazing yeah yeah absolutely um i yeah i mean exactly the feeling you described i i also have uh when when yeah noise walls are turned off and then like you just feel the power you had before but in a almost negative i mean negative way like it's like this polarity just yeah i find it also very very exactly. but you know i was very lucky because um, the truth is that the half nose wall um i was do, doing um uh, my little cdrs in paris of static sound and one day i was back in bimboto workshop and um and the owner frank just Handed me a few couple of CDs from the American label Tronics, and it was um, a CD by Zarita. And of course, uh, and there was an another project called Werewolf Jerusalem, which was a project for Richard Ramirez, which was already a major figure in the Afnoy scene. And those two projects um, uh, was exactly my kind of sound. It was static sound, exactly the same way that I I was doing it. Not exactly the same way, but I I you know it was a feeling that it was exactly the same attitude. You know, oh, you're working exactly in the direction that I want to work too. You know, and so the first thing I did, of course, uh, was sending some CDs to Sam McKinley uh, from Zarita, you know, and his uh, label, uh, Militant Walls. Because he's the one, you know, who figured this acronym HNW. He was the one creating the name of those words. 
And so he got my CDs and and uh, and he said, but yes, of course, Romain, it's, it's amazing you're doing exactly what we are doing in America or in Canada because Sam McKinley is, is from Canada and Richard Ramirez is American. And so, yes, we were three exactly at the same time, Sam, Richard and myself doing this um, noise uh, static sound, you know, and and so Arch Noise World was created because we were all the three doing those sounds, and um, and we had the same background. We understood exactly that those static sounds were were relevant to silence, of course, and and that within those sounds, your mind was going to create absolutely new stuff. Okay, because the the, the boring the boring ability of, of the static sound makes your mind creative because the mind absolutely hates um, uh, the continuity, uh, hates something that is completely static. The mind needs, you know, um, uh, to be uh, um, excited. And so within those sounds, which, which are completely continuous and, and static, and unmoving, your mind will create new sound within your head. And that is absolutely relevant also. So there is polarity with the noise, which exists, the, the silence, which is around you, but also the silence that you create in your head because the noise at a certain time will disappear. You know, if you're listening to the noise, you know, it's, it's so much always the same that for most, for a lot of people, especially in live shows, you you will you the noise will disappear actually, and you will just go away in your thoughts or any new sounds that you will create it in your in your head, and th those little glimpses that will appear within the static sound are very 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 important for for me actually. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the because with, yeah. you know exactly because it's it's not it's noise for noise, but the noise will get you somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a kind of freedom, you know. It's a kind of uh, of 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 nothingness, you know. Of course, it's it's it completely theoretical because we are not we we do not get into nothingness or we 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 are staying there as human beings but those those sounds will make you disappear a little bit yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's exactly uh, the point that uh, i mean many many don't see or i don't know it's uh, that it's like a a means of of i don't know getting somewhere in the end or having like a like an idea of of polarity or an idea of of something in your head also and uh, yeah but you know when you're dancing to techno music or electronic music for a lot of young people or 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 even whatever um, age is not is not important but if you're listening to a uh, electronic music or pop music a lot of people will just will 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 just disappear in their music you know so i don't think it's completely the, the 
Arsenal is world is not the only music that will get you in different places. You know, music is this kind of force that will make you happy or 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 uh, or dancing or mixing with people or whatever. Well, we all know what music does. But the truth is that for for um, for some people, the noise will uh, will be very helpful you know because it's something that will uh, i think it is very primitive we we know that the alpha waves from white noise you know the sound of the sea the sound of waves crashing you know on the shore or the falling rain or storms or whatever all those white noise you know it's it calms it soothes you know, there is a lot of machine and, and YouTube videos of white noise, you know, to calm babies, you know, and put babies to sleep. And even, you know, in those kind of natural shop or whatever, there is those kind of white noise generators or, or waterfalls sounds, you know, machines or whatever. And um, the Arch Noise World music videos on YouTube, it's like... <laughs> 200 views, but if you're listening to white noise for babies, it will be billions and billions of views. <laughs> so it's the noise is relevant to people. You know, it soothes, it's it's happening. But of course, Arch Noise Wall is a bit different. Arch Noise Wall is a bit different because the, the wall has a kind of concrete feeling, as a kind of construction. You know, it's 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 a bit more difficult to get into because um, uh, you need a, a bit of culture. You, it's an experience. You know, it's not just like no. Afternoon's world will have will confront yourself within yourself. It's like go on if you want to 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 get somewhere else. If you want to know yourself a bit better. If you want to. To have a, a, a real experience in sounds, so after it was is maybe uh, is maybe for you. It's it's I don't know. It's it's very hard to describe exactly the feeling of Arsenal's wall, you know, and uh, why Arsenal's wall is so much different from a, a basic white noise that you can get into tuning your radio, you know, between stations. But actually, it works, and it it and it's and it's. It is, it is very powerful yes very powerful yeah, maybe maybe even that there's still a human element to harsh noise wall because i mean in the end the 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 human mind or the one who performs it he still has the control at least in some way i mean when it comes to other noise then it's com really complete randomness or like uh yeah, whatever it is but i mean with harsh noise wall at least at some point there was a human thought there however small it's or big absolutely amazing what you say yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right um this is maybe it actually it's like it is because actually there is a kind of uh, of of um, human ability behind of something like that and and um and just maybe because it is, uh, I, I will I will say a very bad word, but I will say it anyway. Just because maybe it is art, and 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 so of course it's it's somehow 
there is um, uh, an attitude or my feelings or my own will that will get into the noise that I do. And, and the noise I do is different from the Rita or different from World War Jerusalem or different from any other Arsenal's artist because now Arsenal's World is a genre and it's completely official, you know. And so um, uh, you, you can find the genre on Discogs, you know. So it's, it's really a scene, it's a really a niche within the experimental music. And, and so there is a lot of differences between different projects. And this is, of course, so interesting about, about noise. You know, you think it is always the same, but actually it's always different. You know, it's, a, it's, but it's, it's like pop music, you know, the two people will make a, a, a good tune. You know, what is the difference between Bob Dylan and Neil Young, you know, when they were doing pop music, you know, it's just a guitar and a voice, but the voice is different. The guitar playing is different and they're, you know, both making folk music with very simple elements, but at the same time, it's different. And it's exactly the same in Arsenal's world, you know. Two people can make just basic static sound, but at the same time, it's absolutely completely different in textures or, 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 or quality of sound or whatever. And so it's, uh, this is why Arsenal's world is so different and powerful also yeah yeah okay so um and then i mean in the uh, mid 2000s you uh started really performing as as vomir and yeah. um have you like in remembrance of like the first gigs with vomir what was the audience or what kind of venue was it where you were performing well, the first Vomir performance was in Paris. And at the time, it was very different because I didn't really uh, uh, achieve the, uh, the, uh, the, the life uh, posture that, uh, that, I, will, that I, I do now. The first uh, Vomir gig was I was in a big, big, big bag of plastic bag, you know, uh, like uh, on a, from a, build, a building site, you know, when you put, you know, uh, gravels in it. And so I was uh, um, in the bag and uh, a friend of mine just uh, uh, pulled me um, on the stage on the bag. And so nobody saw me. I was just hiding in this bag and just pushing a button and, and just letting the noise uh, flows. So that was one of the first Vomir performance. But of course, being, dra being dragged in a bag was absolutely not uh, something that I could reproduce. You know, it was I was not uh, uh, it, it it was not very effective. Okay, uh, so the first tour I did with uh, Vormir, I think, was in uh, uh, in Belgium and the Netherlands, one of the first tour. And then at the time I was already uh, with a bag on my head, but I was lying on the floor. Okay, to be different from the the other acts, uh, but uh, I can tell you that lying on the floor in squats and dirty venues, it's it's no good at all. Especially if you are touring, because after two nights you will be absolutely your clothes will be absolutely fucking awful. So, and and at the time I was with my gear. 
I was, you know, um, carrying my two suitcases of gear, just plugging everything and then just lying on the floor with the gear beside me. But I, I was not, of course, touching the gear. So it was a bit uh, silly, you know. I was carrying all these all these musical instruments and synthesizers and and cables and mixing and and everything, and just to plug it and not touching it. And so it it, it was a bad idea, you know. It was too much stuff to carry, and then lying on the floor was a, 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 was maybe radical, but it was not convenient. So doing that tour uh, taught me a lot of things. The first thing, it, I was going to stand up. But the bag idea was a very good and effective idea because it worked on myself and it was cheap and it was easy. So, okay, so now I, would, uh, I can give a bag to everyone. And then I would, if I stand up um, and not touching my gear, uh, why do I have to carry some material? Why do I have to carry some gear and, and, and machines and everything? So, two points. Standing up, plastic bag, not moving, of course. That was already the case when I was just lying on the floor. Absolutely not moving to be completely different from everyone else, you know. Art noise world was something radical. If you are in a noise show, it is because you want to hear noise and it will be nothing else. Okay, so this is noise, take it or leave it, okay? So, not moving, not touching the gear, standing up, plastic bag. And so, just carrying a small portative um, a digital record player or player and just, just pushing a button play. It will be more simple, more effective, and, and very more easy to, to, um, to, uh, to get on the trip. You know, I have just a suitcase, a t-shirt and that's it so it was more practical and so when i decide all of this everything just uh was getting um, um in place you know and so the attitude absolutely still absolutely static was absolutely effective with the sound and gig also um, the bag on my head and giving some the people the bags, it worked, you know, because at, at the same time, I was able to go and to see everyone in the audience. It was not, you know, this guy or who, who is he or who is on stage and you don't know him or whatever bullshit, you know, I don't, I didn't want to be uh, a kind of uh, elitist or whatever, you know, no. Before the gig, I'm I'm going in the audience, and you can know me. You can, you know, I'm, I'm not hiding. It's it's me. I'm just giving you a bag. Hello, how are you? My name is Romain. He takes his bag. So it's cool, you know. It's it's a it's a bound between the audience and me, and then we can go together in the noise, and 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 it's 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 like this now for it's been 15 years or something like that, and it's still very effective like that, and. Uh, uh, of course, it, it's not maybe very uh, ecological because plastic bar bags are 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 not very uh, how do you say uh, you know bio eco friendly eco friendly exactly. <laughs> but I don't you know you can recycle your bag and and take it with you and put your groceries in it or whatever or your trash. So I know I'm not very much eco friendly, but. 
Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's Nobody's it perfect. Nobody's exactly. perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, yeah, so you basically, I think, traveled a huge part of the world with Vomir. And uh, is, do you have, like, any special gig or special concert in your mind that really stood out from every from from any yeah i was very 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 lucky to be uh to be invited to be a special shows all around the world and uh, uh every show is important uh, i guess you know but of course when i i uh, when i make a trip in uh, in sao paulo in brazil it's absolutely amazing you know just uh, just taking the plane for one night and doing the gig and then going back it's like it's it's completely Uh, an experience but also um, going and and playing some uh, uh, some gigs in tokyo in japan was absolutely amazing or um, um, doing um, making the, this last tour in yeah, two years ago in america with sam zarita and richard ramirez and sean matsus and um, uh, black Lives jesus and uh, and of course Johan from uh, ominous uh, recordings um uh, it's it's uh yeah it's it's terrific it's always good experience you know playing bergen in in uh, in berlin or um you know it, the, the uh I, i am lucky to still be able to do shows and uh, be invited so yeah every 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 show is important really okay okay yeah and uh, over the years um, i mean did you always have side projects also or many projects at the same time or was there a time where you just had focused on vomir well at the time i was very focused on vomir to 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 tell you the truth it was my it, it, it is still my main project you know but at the time i was completely uh, uh, dedicated to uh, to vomir but then uh, there is always this uh, this um, Uh, this need in me producing other other kind of music uh, like uh, improvised or or um, out of place music because i don't know how to play any instruments but still i i just want to to improvise and doing bad music you know because the thing is that the punks or the improvisers everything everyone from the 70s they said oh you don't know you don't have to know um, to play music to make a band you know and uh, you take a guitar and you play and that's it but it's that's untrue you know everybody knows how to play uh, the guitar you know punks they said uh, oh you don't have to play you don't have to know to play yeah they absolutely know how to play punks music from england this is just pop music you know so it was rubbish and uh, and Derek Bailey and uh, or or whatever uh, they always said oh you can pick your instrument but they were all absolutely masters masters at at, at their instruments you know and so there was a kind of uh, of dichotomy you know of uh, oh you can do whatever you can but at the same time they were all absolutely masters at, in music you know before getting into those deviant ways. And for my part, I thought that was completely bullshit, you know. Uh, yes, you can make music not knowing music, you know. It, it has to be, you know. So uh, uh, 
I never wanted to learn any instruments, but at the same time, I want to play. I, I want to play piano. I want to play guitar. I want to play bizarre music. You know, some, some music I want to do. You know, there is no um, uh, uh, resistance. You know, in in doing so. So I do. I do many many collaboration and musical projects, and and it's a big part of my life to be at ease with myself, you know, it's a kind of balance because I have a, a salary life myself, you know, uh, I, I, I am not ashamed of it. You know, I am a, a family guy of my, uh, an apartment and, and children and everything. And, but it, it was not doing Arsenal's walls that I was going to be able to get some money, you know? So I was of course obliged to have a, a salary man, you know, a, 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 a shitty job, you know, and, and doing my work to pay the bills. But at the same time, I really need to to make those difficult music or whatever music you can call. So I have this liberty, you know. I make, I have my salary, I have my job, so I can make the music I want. Nobody, there is nobody to tell me what to do or, or to expect some me to do something special, you know. So I'm absolutely free to do whatever I, I I want, and I create a kind of uh, special music, I guess. But this is what I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and uh, what is uh, coming up? Any new projects? I mean, I saw that you are doing this shit folk, uh, your shit folk music, and yeah, there... shit folk is very important for me. It's yeah. um, it's it's a balance between something in of of course with a, a lot of second degree, and but uh, I'm doing it very seriously, just like Vomir. You know, there is a lot of second degree, of course, in Vomir. This is very serious, but some people are just uh, they are laughing at me. You know, and I, I understand. Yeah, you can laugh. You know, absolutely idiot, idiotic behavior. Yeah, I'm an idiot. You know, to do this, but it's very important, I think, in our world, to to be an idiot uh, or or getting a bit of uh, of of this idiot attitude within us. You know, there is a, this absolutely amazing thing by Lars von Trier called The Idiots. I don't know if you remember this movie. And it's 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 uh, a movie I absolutely adore. So yes, you can be a, a bit of an idiot, but if you do it seriously, then it, it produces uh, some kind of effect on you and maybe on other people. So shitfolk, yeah, shitfolk. I really love doing shitfolk music, playing my guitar and expressing feelings with um, um, a, lang a language that doesn't have really exist. It's kind of a, a kind of blues music, but of course badly played. And it can be a kind of acoustic grindcore also. Uh, and I do a lot of collaboration with the piano. I had another project called Trou Aura, which is a very romantic um, uh, synthesizer-based music and a kind of feeling of... Uh, of um, like playing I don't know if you remember the the uh, the book Notre Dame de Paris from Victor Hugo and it's kind of romantic I'm, I'm in love with uh, uh, the horrors from the 30s and the 60s and monsters and romantic you know uh, stories between uh, uh, monsters and maidens so uh, vampires and, and monsters and and kidnapped girls and everything in in crypts, in gothic castles, 
this is my stuff, you know. So a uh, true aura project is completely this, completely improvised, of course, but uh, songs within echoes and organs, and uh, uh, and so I made a, a few recordings and few uh, few albums with uh, with this project also, and of course making. Uh, improvised music with uh, a saxophone or trumpet or guitar or, or electronic machines or whatever uh, could create something that is uh, but always you know um, always improvised and um, uh, if i just um, 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 make a mix of some tracks the mix will be will be completely indeterminate you know it's just like throwing tracks together and if it and just make it it works or not it, it's absolutely unlearn everything and uh, be as raw and true as possible you know no filters nice nice yeah yeah i think that's what we need what we need definitely and uh, i don't know you know but it's or, it's or not need no need but i mean i think that's like the approach that more people should take uh, i think in the end like to really do their uh, do their stuff and like express themselves uh, well, we are we are lucky because uh, yeah, or there is the, the the life we are living now. There has never been. Um, it, it's amazing the, the 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 quantity of music there is. It exists nowadays with pen camp or SoundCloud or, or whatever you know. So uh, yeah, it's 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 it, it kind of uh, of a kind of a process that that gives a liberty to a lot of people just to just put them their music you know online or to make it public and and do whatever they want and so there's a it's it's this kind of of quality nowadays with the internet to be able to to do whatever you want you know yeah yeah and yeah maybe as a final do you have any um upcoming shows this year or next year uh, that are yes actually thank you so much i am planning a, a vomia show in france next week in Reims, mm -hmm. in a kind in a it, I've, i have made a residency and to create for once a true arch noise wall generator using a computer and uh, we are uh, we made a program a special program for arch noise wall on the uh, uh the max software and uh so i will be uh, playing a show following this residence uh, in Reims, and then it will be um shows in switzerland and it will be in next january uh and between those shows maybe there are plans to perform in Rennes or a small uh, concert uh and uh, i am making also new um, a new concert series in paris every two weeks uh i am doing um, an improvised concert on the invitations and anyone can uh, uh, uh you know uh, uh, can come and play and so we'll we'll make a improvised collaboration on just on the fly uh, just uh, to have a place to uh, to play more in Paris because it's it's there is not there is lot there is some some shows in Paris of course but not many and there is no many places to do improvised music on the fly so I'm trying to develop this and uh, making new a new series of concert we'll see if it works okay nice nice um, yeah I hope uh, yeah you 
uh, I'll be able to eventually join you at a concert and to to come. That would be absolutely uh, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, and thank you very much for this interview. And uh, I hope you're having a nice weekend. And uh, you too, Jonas. Thank you yeah. so much for having me on the on the show. Perfect. It's been great talking to you. Thanks. Very interesting, of course, to uh, to talk and uh, well, you understood uh, so well the music that I made, so it was easy yeah. and so thank you so much for your time and your support thank you very much for your time yeah yeah and uh, okay so have I'll a good weekend Jonas. yeah yeah wait a second I need to, to stop the